Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others, hosted by me, Alexis Barber. In this show, we invite real people and experts to share their stories about how they navigate an ever-demanding society and talk about the personal decisions we make from career to health and wellness. Let's get into it. everyone. Happy Friday. Today we're doing the second installment of the Q&A for the week, which is focused on dieting, health, MS, and Instagram slash content creation. So because these two things are both very entwined, as in I started my account as a dieting and health accountability account, and it blew up because of my anti-diet stuff, and that it also is a... um, and also content creation is a big part of my life. Now, I wanted to talk about these two things together so that you can have the full story of who I am, my experience with dieting, etc. before we get into how that translated into my account and what I hope to do with it going forward. So, all right, let's look into these questions. So, people are very interested in also, I guess, my experience with F factor and why I quit as well as my experience with having MS and how I got diagnosed. So my story with dieting starts with getting MS when I was 15. So I will tell you that story and then we can move into how I got into dieting in college, how I quit that, and then how I've started content creation ever since. So when I was in my last summer of camp at Camp Birch Trail for Girls in Minong, Wisconsin, I woke up one day and half of my body was sort of numb. Like it wasn't 100% numb. Like I could still feel it. I could still walk, move, et cetera, but it was kind of painful and I could only feel like 50% of feeling. So at camp, they treated me for Lyme disease. At camp, they did all this, these things that honestly didn't end up helping at all. And then I finally, when I got home went and did a bunch of tests at the hospital, my mom, it was a really, really stressful time. So let me just preface this by saying this was 2014. Um, That summer, Mike Brown had been killed near my house. I was uh, entering my junior year of high school, which is, if you know anything about high school, um, the most stressful because you're applying to college. And I went to a super competitive elite boarding school where everyone had to sort of like, everyone was gunning for like top 10 colleges. And it was like very, very competitive. And I was also dealing with the understanding that like racism was like taking hold and 
in my very own community. And I was really scared when there was also things happening with my body. And I do think the stress of my environment contributed to my MS for sure. But I finally got the official diagnosis in the February of my um, junior year and started treatment, which was Copaxone. And um, that's shots every other day in your backside, which was horrible for me. But um, they found the lesions um, of MS. And if you don't know what MS is, it's called multiple sclerosis. It's a disease. It's an autoimmune disease where the myelin sheath or the protector of your the nerve cells in your brain is attacking itself and disintegrating. So it can happen anywhere in your brain, which means that whatever nerves are associated with that part that is disintegrating will affect your function in the rest of your body. So for me, that was where the numbness and tingling came from. I also ended up having shooting pains in my limbs. So a lot of that was because lesions were on those parts of the brain. So for other people, however, it can lead to things like loss of vision or that type of thing too. So it's a very unpredictable disease. You never know when something's going to happen. And there is currently no cure for it, but there's a lot of different medications that have been developed in the last 10 years for which I'm very grateful. And so when I was diagnosed, my mom wanted to do everything she could to support me. So we tried going on these different diets for me to not lose weight, but to manage my symptoms better, which because a lot of people with MS had found that things like veganism or the Mediterranean diet were really helpful for managing their symptoms. But it did. It was my first introduction to restriction because, as a as a junior in college, in high school, you don't really want to like not eat certain foods because of your um, like autoimmune disease that like only fifty year old white women have. So it was really frustrating, and I continued that like feeling of like always wanting to be on this specific type of diet, not to lose weight, but to be, but because of like health benefits over time. But I also really wanted to be a kid and eat pizza and chips all the time, which I'd grown up doing too. So like it was this constant sort of push pull. And then um, it was later in college when I started dieting to actually lose weight and it didn't become as concerned with health. Um, I had never really had a problem with like binging or whatever prior to this, but I started factor um, in the junior my junior year of college. Um, I didn't start the diet, but I found out about it, bought the book, read the book, but I didn't have control over my own food until the pandemic hit about a year ago. And during that, I started doing the diet religiously. I had I, that's when I started my Instagram account for like accountability. I blocked everyone I know on the Instagram account, so that was fun. And then I literally just like went hard and like tried to do it, which was eating like less than twelve hundred calories a day and working out, which was kind of like stupid. And then I also ended up just like binging and restricting because that was just not enough food for me. And I felt like I should be doing it. I felt like it was mental toughness because that's what the founder was preaching. I felt like I was failing all the time because I wasn't eating on like just step one. And it was really toxic, honestly. But then June came around and another racial awakening took place. And I recognized I was spending so much time concerned about what I looked like and losing weight that I had not continued to be passionate about what I was really passionate about, which was making a change and using my voice. Um, And I realized that I'm too damn smart to be concerned about what calories I'm eating when like there's plenty of other things I could be using my brain space for. 
So I stopped dieting, got into a fight with the founder, which propelled my account into a few thousand followers. And um, honestly, it was crazy. And I mean, I'm grateful for it now because it's given me a great content creation platform. But honestly, like going through the cycle of disordered eating is really frustrating. And it's something that a lot of women deal with and that a lot of diet culture has to blame because it's telling us that we're not worthy or we're too dumb, essentially, if we don't essentially, if we don't really like look a certain way. And that way is completely defined by pretty much like racism and fat phobia. So listen to my episode, um, Diet Culture Rooted in Racism and Fat Phobia, if you want more information about that. It's really annoying. So that's sort of why I ended up quitting that. And I have been working with a dietitian ever since to work on like what I'm, I'm doing for food, but I still don't have a perfect relationship with food and I will probably never claim to and or and with my body and I've just sort of been focused on working and content creation ever since instead of like looking at myself but recently started working out and doing weights again because I want to feel strong I was a lot stronger a year ago when I was doing like strength classes and now I'm not so focusing on that instead of like what I look like is really hard but it's what I've got to do for me all right so We talked about MS, we talked about why I quit F-Factor, and so now we can talk about content creation and how I stay organized. So as I said before, I got propelled um, pretty unwillingly into the influencer lifestyle in like October, and I did wasn't prepared for it at all. I was just trying to be honest and share my feelings. I did not know what to do with it as I had never really planned to have a ton of followers. And when I got them, I didn't, I really needed to figure out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to share things. And I felt a lot of pressure from just like not wanting to disappoint people and all this stuff. And and it was hard. I'll say that. But I ended up essentially deciding to just be myself and do what I want to do and enjoy my life and be honest about who I am and how I, I'm someone who is young but has recognized that I don't need to do, do all the things society tells me to do just because they tell me to do them, which is how I was living my life prior to this. I mean, in college, I was a pretty much like type A person who grew up, went to the best schools, got to Northwestern and wanted to be the best at whatever I was doing so that other people would think I was worthy. I mean, growing up in a low-income household in St. Louis, I was constantly lying about having money or not having money because I wanted to be accepted. And I in in wanting to be accepted, my natural state of calling people out, my natural state of being honest or being fun or you know, being passionate, honestly, went to the back burner because I knew that like doing that or being my full self would result in people either fearing me, thinking I was angry or really anything. And so people have weaponized that stereotype against me, which I think was clear in the way in the way that the founder of F Factor decided to choose the one black person who had called her out to be like someone she put on blast publicly and like that itself has been something that's been you know I've dealt with for a long time as not wanting to be my full self for fear that it's going to be used against me and that itself is why like today Content creation has sort of become helpful for me in learning that my voice is valid and what I have to say is meaningful and it's not something that I have to put on the back burner because 
it is my superpower in the long run. So being be, having this fear of everyone thinking I'm stupid or everyone thinking that I don't know what I'm doing or I'm not good enough or having imposter syndrome is something I deal with every day at work, on Instagram, on TikTok, all of it. So honestly, I have to say like, it's tough. I won't lie. But I will say that it is very possible for you to get out of that cycle and it starts with just sort of like loving yourself. And that's what I want to preach with my platform. So ever since then, I've eventually came to the conclusion that I want to be the content creator that I wish that I had. When I was young, I was stifling my personality. I wasn't being me and I didn't have anyone to look up to because there was no women, black women in business that I could find who were understanding of what I was going through and putting it all out there. So I'm here to put it all out there just so that other people who look like me or have felt like me, whether they're black or white or whatever, have a space to know that you don't have to change who you are in order to get what you want and to have your dream life. So I think that's my, my some of my pillars. That was the that was the question, which was like how what how did I get into content creation? So now I'll talk a little bit about those pillars for me. And I think I wanted to like on my page, it's about the realities of being a 22 year old trying to figure out their lives and how I do it and how I stay organized doing it. Um, but it's also about the realities of budgeting. It's also about the realities of organization, of having a high paying and high, like it's not that high stress, but a high paying job and how I manage doing all of this stuff. Um, so that other people know that they can do it too. So I mean, like that's sort of what the goal is with my account. And I hope I can provide that to people. This week has been a major week for me because a few of my videos have really blown up on TikTok. And that's been really exciting. Um, But I don't want to be someone who's like 100% a in any niche. I mean, like I don't, that's not really me. And so if it means that I don't grow as fast because I talk about a lot of things, then that's what it means. But like, I am a multifaceted person. I'm going to talk about my job. I'm going to talk about my weight. I'm going to talk about what it's like to be the oldest of eight kids. And I'm going to talk about my relationship. This is my life and lifestyle is I think where, what I would call it, but it's about constantly learning how to love myself, improve myself, and manage everything going on in my life. So finally, um, what do how do I stay so organized? So I am at my core a naturally organized person. I have undiagnosed ADHD. Everyone in my family is diagnosed with ADHD. I never took the test, but I definitely have it. So like having clutter or not having things done is impossible for me. I'm also very impulsive. So if I want something done, I just do it right then. And I stay organized by making a lot of lists, having a lot of time for self-reflection and planning in my day and week baked in, and having tons and tons of um, voice notes to myself, I guess, probably. Um, It's really, for me, the templates are the most important like grounding factor of my morning where I write down everything I need to do. I write down the food for that day just to make sure it's all in one place. And then I also have smaller to-do lists like paper ones where I write down what I need to do right then. Or if I have ideas for content creation, those get put in there too. And then at work, I have a spreadsheet that has my tasks, my individual tasks for every week, as well as the larger bulky parts of my projects in, in there as well, which I share with my manager so that everything I do excuse me, so that everything I do is constantly being 
documented because that's really important when you are working in the corporate world, always have your stuff documented. So that's really it. I will, I can do another more in-depth episode about how I sit organized and more stuff on Instagram about it, but it's about making lists. It's about being someone who just like can't stand clutter and about prioritization. Like I have to prioritize things. Like this morning I woke up, yes, I really want to deep clean my bathroom right now because I needs to be cleaned, but I have to leave my house at 10 a.m. and I had to get these podcast recordings done. So I prioritize the content creation because it's something I needed my brain space for as opposed to cleaning my bathroom, which I can do at 9 p.m. while listening to a podcast. So that itself is the end of the Q&A today. Thank you so much for listening. If you have more questions, head over to my Instagram. If you are someone who is interested in getting a job at Google or needs help with um planning your dream job search, or if you're someone who needs help with strategizing for your own brand, you can go to my website, alexisbarber.com slash consultations, and I can help you with that. And if you want to check out my templates, which are for planning your day, month, week, and life, definitely check that out in the link in my bio and the show notes too. So have a wonderful day and don't forget you are too smart to not love yourself. Thank you so much for listening to the Too Smart for This podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you liked it. It takes two seconds. And follow the show on Instagram at Too Smart for This Pod. Check back every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber for more content about lifestyle, health, and career. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.